Welcome to our podcast. This is Lee. This is Cammie. And thank you for joining us on our self-employed journey. So we hope you'll join us as we go through the ups and downs of our business ownership and growth. We will be bringing you weekly episodes talking about our own adventures, interviewing other business owners, and sprinkling in some fun topics to keep this podcast relevant and upbeat. So if you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe at the end and give feedback for future episodes. All right, let's do this. Before we get going, I've got to put in a disclaimer here. There may be, okay, no, there definitely is a lot of F words in this episode. So I got to give you a warning in case you are offended and you don't like that word, probably don't listen to this episode. However, there is some awesome content in this chat that Lee and I have. So maybe you might want to just play the earmuff game today pretend that we're saying fudge instead. This is based off of a a book that we read. And so the need to say the word kind of flows to that. And I will just let you listen from here. What are we talking about today? You know what? Okay, this is funny. Maybe it's not. Is, Maybe is, it's not. I was say, let, <laughs> let me be the judge if well, it's funny. Don't I, tell me something's funny. I'll uh, let you know. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. This is what I this is what I want to tell everyone. So the other day, you text me a book that you found that you bought, and you were so proud, and you were so excited. It was recommended to me, so I'm not I don't want to leave that out. Yeah, and he's like, "Ooh, a new book! Look at this new book that I picked up!" And um, he was so proud, and I think that he thought that maybe I didn't know about it. But I sent him the picture of my audio book, and I was like halfway through it, and I was like, "Um, I beat you." And so then we decided to start a book club. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I've never been a part of one. I haven't either. It's new. I mean, I'm an, I wouldn't say an avid reader, but when I find things that are interesting, you know, I can't really put it down. And this book, I would say, I think I told you this, in the first 40 pages, I've never had a book influence me or change my line of thinking as much as this one did. What I, is I, the name of the book? Who's going to say it? You can go ahead and say no, it. Mm-mm. No. Wait. It's, it's an it's, F-bomb. Okay, it's the so, subtle art of not giving a fuck. There, I'm going to bleep there. that out. I said it. Okay. <laughs> Even if it's beeped or bleeped. <laughs> yeah, I had this recommendation from from a friend of mine at work, and I just happened to be in Target and saw that it was on sale. I was like, okay, perfect. You know, this was a recommendation. It's on sale. Let's go for it. And I started reading it that very night. And like I said, through the first 40 pages, I was like, oh my gosh. I can't wait to tell somebody that I I can't give a fuck about this <laughs> because I only have so many fucks to give. And, and that was kind of our joke for a couple days. Yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck about that. No. I what mean, does it do for you when you it, say it, that word? Well, it just it grabs my attention. And so my attention was grabbed <laughs> the entire 40 pages. Uh, it does say it a lot. It does. But it really hammers home. I think that it almost had to. To get it in your head, you have to realize what you what you care about, what you what you can't care about. And what I mean by can't care about, you can't carry stuff with you that bothers you, that bothers nobody else. That's what I took away from it, is if somebody cut you off, they may not even realize that they cut you off, and they're just going on about their day, you know, happy-go-lucky, and, and you're still talking about it at lunch for the morning drive. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Is that really something that you should be giving a F about? Probably, no. probably not. Like, just shed it. Let it go. It, you know, you have other things that probably should demand your time and attention versus the person that cut you off. I like saying let it go because... Don't start singing it. Let it go. No, please don't. Let it go. I can't. If you have kids or anything like that, you, get, okay. you hear it all the time. <laughs> the don't give a fuck. Okay, so I went back and started reading it from listening to it from the beginning. Reading makes me fall asleep. So I do the audio, and so I went back and started the beginning because I knew that's what where he was at, and if we're going to do a book club, we got to be on the same page. I mean, it's not like a real book club, is it? Is I don't it know. Of, is it unofficial? I just, mean... Just if we find something, maybe? Yeah, if we find something, we're going to talk about it on here because I think that... You guys should read this book too. As Lee is becoming a business owner and as others are business owners and I'm a business owner and all of these, you know, there's always books that I think we should recommend it. If it hits home to us and it's hitting our values and what we are striving to achieve, then we need to share it. And I think that's called the book club, kind of like Oprah. Yeah, we're not we're not at Oprah level yet. I but, mean... but you know, if <laughs> if we reach like one one thousandth of her success, I guess we're successful. Honestly, the first couple chapters for me didn't hit as hard as it did for you because I kinda already was in that mode. You're already a boss. <laughs> uh pick and choose your battles, kinda of parent like parenting, picking and choosing and making sure that you're not festering over certain things that and I still struggle with that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, I, I think also, though, depending on what stage in your career you are, I, I think I probably gave more Fs about things that I didn't need to necessarily when I was younger and still kind of up and coming, you would say. I think it's because, though, maybe confirm with me about this. Okay. Is it because earlier in your career you're more unstable or uncertain of your quality of work? No, I don't think it was that. I think it was more, in my world, trying to move on up is you're always trying to prove yourself, right? And maybe that's how it is everywhere. But I, I know definitely in the military, you probably take on more things than maybe you should. And, and you don't know when to push back because you don't know really if you have the ability to push back. I actually struggled with that, though, being a business owner. How, how so? Well, by just continuing to take on more and more and more and more until I fell apart and that actually not giving a fuck had to come into play at that point because it was affecting my health and my work and my employees and everything i don't necessarily think it's like about where you are in your career it could be i mean for some it could be i mean it was it it was for me but i would definitely say and agree with you that if mentally i mean we we all know it's just common sense that if you're not mentally healthy physically you're not healthy either Right, so if you're just kind of beaten down in, in a certain area and you're giving too many Fs about something that you really shouldn't, then uh, that will affect you. And if it's going to affect you mentally and physically, it's definitely going to affect you at work. I've just seen it too many times and I've lived through it myself. Well, what can we say about what should you give a fuck about? Well, you got to figure out what is important to you, what's important to your life. As we're working through our first kind of courseware lesson, we're talking about values and at the heart of it, you got to know what what you really truly care about, right? You know, for me, it starts with family, goes to work, relationships, things like that. Those are things that I really do care about. And I have to truly, you know, if I say they're truly important, I, I have to live it. I, I think on one of the podcasts that we recorded but, but didn't post, 
which never happens uh, <laughs> uh, in the last day or two. You know, I, I heard General Goldfein, for, you know, the former chief of staff of the Air Force, he was getting interviewed, I think, right before he retired, and talking about work, like work-life balance and things like that, and, and I think it plays into this as well. He's like, well, they're like, how do you juggle all this stuff? He's like, I, I want to be president no matter what I'm doing, right? So if I'm at home, I'm 100% president. I'm not thinking about work or doing work. And if I'm at work, I'm doing work, you know, because I've taken care of the family side of things. I can focus on work and be president there. I, I've used his kind of email logic to try to plow through my inbox now that it's getting steadier and steadier is, you know, do delegate or delete. Do delegate or delete. Yeah. I love that. If you delegate, you you still have to follow through or follow up. Well, some cases you do, but that's why you have to surround yourself. And I call them fire and forget people, right? So like an airplane, a fighter jet, uh, you got a bunch of missiles and a bunch of targets are out there, a bunch, bunch of stuff going on. You need to be able to fire that missile and know that it's going to go hit that target and not worry about that anymore and move on to the next target. And that's why I want my people to be. I want to know that, hey, once I give you that task or I fire that missile, I'm not going to have to really... I could maybe check back real quick to see, make sure it's still on track, but I'm not going to watch it all the way through until it hits the target. I, can't, I don't have time no. to do that, right? So yeah. That's depending- the micromanaging, yes. right, that we want to get away from because that's just no... Yes. Wasting time. Yes. And so that's why I think you once you surround yourself with the right people and know what you have and what you're working with, uh, it doesn't mean people aren't going to sometimes stumble. We've all been there, done that myself. Uh, I'll probably do it again this next week. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you do have to find those people. So what what chapter did you just have, have us listen to real quick? Well, okay, so this, this one stood out to me. Manson's Law of Attraction. Never heard of it before. Attraction or Avoidance? I don't know. I think it's Manson's Law of Avoidance. <gasps> yes, you're right. Attraction would be probably something. I just wanted really to say good. attraction because that sounded better. Okay. <laughs> Delve into that. Manson's Law of Avoidance. Yes. Now. Have you ever heard of that before? No. I didn't hear about it before until this No. Book. And so then I was like, oh, I, I'm actually, what is this? I'm really interested in this. And when I started diving into it, it really made sense to me. Anything that challenged how you looked at yourself or viewed yourself, you tend to avoid if it's going to alter how you perceive yourself, right? So for me, becoming a new business owner, I'm having to face the reality that one, I don't know as much as I would like or that I thought and how that may change me professionally, personally. Side note, we realize after we've recorded this episode, Manson actually is the author of the book that we were reading and that is his own law although we still like it it definitely caught us off guard and gave us a little giggle if there's something to say that hey you're maybe not as good bro as you think you are i guess the the law of avoidance is that hey maybe i'm not going to go down that path yes that's that's how i took it is that if you okay so you as a new business owner are going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is uncomfortable. I don't think I'm good at this. Or you're questioning, I can relate this all the way back to when I started my business. I remember sitting in my office at the place I was working at and I had, you know, a couple days left and people were always coming in and saying, you know, bye, oh, I'm so proud of you, so proud of you, right? Like everyone's so proud. But really what they didn't understand is that I had this gut fear inside of me going, what am I doing? And I started saying it 
when they would come in, they'd come into my office and they'd go, Cammy, like, so proud of you. And I'd be like, oh my God, am I going to be okay? Am I going to make it? Am I going to be okay? Literally, I would say it every day. And I didn't avoid my path, but I had that gut yucky feeling. And so I could see where someone could have that gut yucky feeling and not move forward because it doesn't feel good and it's freaking scary. You know, I, I think one of the examples in there, I can't remember exact what the job was, if the guy was an architect or a painter or something like that, but he always had an excuse why he didn't want to put his paintings out there. Like he had another, a better one or whatnot because the fear of being labeled maybe a failure as an artist. Yeah. Instead of just being known as an artist that just hasn't been discovered yet. Didn't want that label put on him. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we followed that law of avoidance. I feel like the most successful business people take that law of avoidance. They may not even recognize that it that it's a thing. Because I don't think I avoid anything except for maybe like people who snore. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but like, because I like my sleep. I think I know where you're going with it. I think to be successful, you have to embrace this. It's not one of those things where you're going to stop because of it. It may happen. It may happen to everybody. I don't I don't know if this will fit into this scenario at all, and I'm going to bring it up multiple times. So I had a really good first sergeant at my last base. He had this uh, equation that he used, and he had it like made into a coin, and I was very humbled when, when he gave me one. And the equation was E plus R equals O. It's event plus response equals the outcome. And I think with this, the event is, hey, starting a new business. How you react to it, do you cower? Do you give in to this avoidance? Or do you respond in a way that you're, you're going to see it through and have a positive outcome, right? And I use this in everything that I do, and, and I've mentored people on this, going through bad situations, and I'm like, okay, the event happened. You got a DUI, and it's terrible, and that stinks. But what's your response to it? Are you going to you know, fight out of this hole and show people that, hey, this isn't going to define me? Or are you going to go down the path and be like, you know what, I'm I'm a terrible bad person, and just it just now now you're going down a rabbit hole where only bad things are going to be your outcome. There's a quote, and I don't know who says it, or if I'm even going to say it correctly, but I have always fallen back on this: life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you deal with it. Wait, have you heard that before? I don't think I have, but it makes sense. Right? So there's two businesses. One business is struggling with COVID. The other business is struggling with COVID. One can go, oh my gosh, like COVID's totally ruined me. Like I can't do anything. The I can't, the I can't blah, blah, blah. The other one is taking that 90% of what can I do with this? You know, okay, so this 10% of what happened, I am now going to take this and I'm going to rise above and make sure that I survive. Yeah, they're not they're, the they're, they're not avoiding it now, right? They're not avoiding it. They're, they're, they're accepting it. it. Exactly. So I'm kind of wondering, like, as we're talking about this, people who may want to go into business if they haven't yet, what their takeaway can be. Manson's law of avoidance to avoid that. I don't know if we're trying to say avoid it. I think we're trying to say recognize that it's okay. normal. It's it's a it's True. out there, part of life. But I think I said earlier, just embrace it. But don't embrace the avoidance. No, I'm em- saying embrace. Hey, I know that this may alter how I think about myself or anything like that or or mm-hmm. whatnot, but I'm okay with it. 
I have to be okay with that I don't know everything about business as I, as we did this. You know, as we started our LLC, as we're coming up with courseware and things like that. I'm not avoiding it, but I know that it's a barrier or it could be a bigger barrier if I let it be. And I'm, I'm choosing not to let it affect me in a negative way. It's mindset. Yes. And actually, some days could be better than others. Of course. Right? I mean, who wants to, who want? I mean, this goes into a deeper, deeper dive into the human psyche. But who wants to challenge themselves? And this, this actually is more like later on in the book. Like facing who you really are. It's tough to sit down, look in the mirror and say, you know, you're not as in good a shape as you think you are. Or you're not as smart or as gifted or as talented as you think you are. Those are hard things to think about. A true, honest assessment is tough. But if you're able to do that and not avoid it, I think with anything, you know, uh, avoidance is, is not a healthy trait. I think you'll be better on the other side of it. When we're flying and a pilot has a bad landing or something like that, if they look at me and say, oh, that was a good landing, I'm like, you're delusional, bro. But if they're like, hey, I could have done a lot better. I, could, I pulled my power a little bit early or a little bit late. They recognize that there was an issue. They're not trying to avoid the reality of the situation. They're going to tackle it head on like, hey, yep, next time I'm going to do a lot better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You've got to be able to take a hard look at yourself, I think. This is what it's done to me. You know, it's getting a little bit, a little bit deep because this has totally changed, I think, who I am. The book? The book, but the the experience of going through of starting starting this business and this company. Really? Yes. It's totally changed. How? I don't even know if this, like, I could fit it all into one podcast, to be quite honest with you. I want I don't even know where, I would, I, well, I wouldn't even know, well, okay, a couple words. Let me think about this for a second. You texted this to me the other day, or I texted it to you. Persistence. Mm-hmm. Gotta be persistent in this. Uh, you gotta have drive. You, you gotta have a passion for it. We talked about, like, financial goals and things like that, that we hope will come from this, you know, because we want this to be how we make a, a living and provide for our families. But the bigger side of that is that we, you and I both have a passion for helping people. That's what I do right now in the Air Force, mm -hmm. right? There's no more promotions left out there for me. So all I have to do right now is to pay it forward and give it back. You know, I tell everybody, you know, I've got like 630 something days left. I have a counter on my phone. I've got one up on my whiteboard in my office. I might have to install one in my car. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not for a negative reason. It's not like, oh no. my gosh, I'm going to be paroled in 630 something days. Like, it's, I've got 630 days, 630 opportunities to make a difference. Yeah. You know, I, I've recently mentored an airman leadership school class, which was amazing. And there have been people that since they've graduated reached out to me, which is fantastic. You know, I'm trying to help a young man cross train from, from his current job in public health to become a boom operator, hopefully. That was his number one choice. These are like life altering things that is not going to add anything to my paycheck. No. But it's going to add to the fulfillment that I need personally to feel like I'm a success. As you retire from this position, which also makes me go, you know when we were like kids and you think about retirement i, I feel like you're old now uh, okay so when we say you're good but you're not no i mean you're not when you when we say retired you know from the air force it just means you're, you're moving on to the next chapter right doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're you're put out to pasture and no, you know you're to not live ready out the rest you're of your not days. ready to go like milk some cows no I, I mean i feel like i'm approaching my the prime of of what i have to give back 
you know, I've reached the pinnacle of where I could go on the enlisted side in the Air Force, right? So I've been very fortunate and lucky. There, there are many people out there that retired at ranks below below mine that were better than me. I mean, I'm, I'm not so naive to think that I'm the best thing since sliced bread. There's always someone better. There is. There is. I feel. Yeah. And I, we, learn, we, we learn from them, I feel. I was helped to be put in this position by people that cared about me that saw something in me and I'm and I'm definitely trying to do the same thing. I've been doing it for for years, you know, as soon as you become a supervisor, you, you try to do that and you get I think better at it over time. Do you think that you see as a supervisor the Manson's law of avoidance in your employees? Yeah, absolutely. So as you're moving up the ranks in the military and you realize there are things like responsibilities that you're going to have to take on that you're not comfortable with. So I know as a chief, I'm going to have to speak more publicly. Uh, you know, I had to give a speech at the Airman Leadership School's graduation, which I was a little nervous about just because it was the first one. And I haven't told somebody afterwards. It's like, you know, I thought the material that I, I gave the speech about was great, but I could have probably presented it a little bit better. I was a little stiff and kind of stayed behind the podium. In the virtual world, this was weird because it was just the class. Were you sweating? No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't sweating at all. <laughs> Hyperventilating. No, no, no you're that's, good. that's okay. that's not my style. Okay. I think my job, my my job as a boom operator, has has definitely helped me with that. I mean, I've been very uncomfortable with doing presentations, so I would have to present financial statements to the board of directors at my prior position six years ago I would get nervous I would get so nervous sick to my stomach nervous like anxiety nervous and I'd go and I'd present and there would be times where I'd have to present to a pretty big crowd and I would just have so much anxiety and then but hide it and then it'd be done and then you know I'd be like oh my gosh you're so horrible and but then uh, like so many people are like no you you're actually really good. Like, what are you talking about? You're actually really good at it. And so that little reinforcement kind of helped me then. Now I could go anywhere and have a huge freaking crowd and be confident in knowing what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know but but you, but you weren't there. I wasn't, overnight. but you know what? No, I wasn't there overnight. It took time. And also, I mean, it's like practice makes perfect. You don't just go up in front of people and start talking and feel like you know how to do it yeah at my previous assignment in england i had a boss who you know became a friend and, and a peer when we became the same rank hopefully he doesn't mind me throwing his name out there but caesar i i told him at first i did not i did not get along with him i actually avoided his office i would go through like a different door and stairwell because i think this was the embodiment of manson's avoidance Okay. Because he ch he challenged me so much to grow as a person, as a leader, that I wasn't ready. Mm. Now that I'm thinking about, I'm thinking through this as we're talking, I literally avoided, physically avoided his office so I didn't have to approach the subject, you know, mm -hmm. really about myself, that I wasn't as good as I thought I was and that I still had room to grow. But I will tell you, after a few months, and he was hard, but there was a reason for it and it worked out well. And I told him afterwards, and I use the analogy, it's like I was in the gym working out. I had two 45-pound plates on each side. So I was benching, you know, 135. It's easy. Just oh, I, was, yeah. I was just doing that all day long. Easy peasy. Yeah, easy peasy. But he was the type that would come by and see me doing that and say, you know what, I think you could put a couple more quarters on there. And you'd add a couple more plates. Mm -hmm. Even though I thought, like, I couldn't do it, I did it. 
And then once I got comfortable with that, he, he walked by again and was like, you know, I, I think you put another couple plates on there. And, you, and you're like, I, I don't know if I can. And then, you, then you're like, oh, I, I can. And he just continuously did that. And I think that's how, you know, you have to develop people in your circle if you want them to, to grow as people and leaders. I'll challenge them to face Manson's law. Do you think that, because I feel like I do this now for myself, is I put those extra weights on myself. I challenge myself. I go, okay, CFO services are going great. We're doing this great. There's this huge opportunity, this huge niche to create a CFO course. I mean, I could sit here and go, I don't know if I can do that. But I go, I'm going to figure out how to do that. Do you think that's built on from having success that, like success builds upon success, right? You've seen it happen. You've seen the fruits of your labor when you tackle something. And so now it it says to yourself, you know what? I've done it before, and mm-hmm. I'll do it again. And it's just now in a new arena. I mean, yeah, and I do feel like, because you have expressed, like, but is this going to work, like, for us, you know? And I'm like, yeah, because I literally have been doing it, so why wouldn't it work, right? And now we have both of us, and we're collaborating, and it's even better. I do feel like the confidence level grows, but there's still the unknown. I mean, I do have certain different business ventures that, I don't feel as strongly about. Yeah, there's always like the, hmm, like, is this going to work? But I'm willing to try. Thanks so much for listening in on our very first book club podcast. I don't know if there's such thing out there, if we just made it up or if it's a real thing and now we're part of it. But we will continue to bring you book club episodes when we find those gems that we want to share with you if you have any feedback or you'd like to touch base with us give us some topic ideas or maybe even you have a book that you think we should read and discuss on this podcast reach out send us a text 360-927-2005 and we look forward to you joining us next week oh one more thing don't forget to subscribe